I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Again, we get set to see the... Browns take on the AFC North over the next two weeks. Uh, you'll have the Ravens, and then you'll have the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night, and then we'll all get a week to relax. Daryl, you know, you brought it up in the last segment. I'm a little concerned they easily, easily <laughs> could be 2-9 and nine when you look at the quarterbacks before Deshaun Watson comes back in. I'm not ready to broach that subject yet. So um, I do want to talk about something that concerns Deshaun Watson, and you picked this up yesterday and wrote a story about it, 92.3 The Fan dot com about the commissioner talking about Deshaun Watson. What did he have to say? Yeah, he uh, he was asked for an update uh, concerning Watson and whether or not Deshaun has been abiding by the terms of the disciplinary settlement that obviously include the 11 game suspension and five million dollar fine. This was uh, Commissioner Goodell's response to that inquiry. Yes, um, he's followed uh, uh, all of the terms of uh, the agreement. Uh, as far as any additional, we obviously will follow all of those. If there's new information, we will take that into consideration. Uh, but we'll see as the time goes on. And what uh, the commissioner is referring to is that 26th lawsuit that had been filed last week uh, in Harris County, Texas, uh, alleging more sexual misconduct uh, with a, another therapist. Uh, basically, along the same lines of what he's already been accused of in the lawsuits that he has settled, um, uh, basically, uh, unless he gets uh, charged with a crime at this point, he's kind of been grandfathered in, so to speak. Um, anything that pops up from that time period as a member of the Houston Texans regarding civil litigation, it's not going to be held against him unless the accusation levied against him uh, rise to a different level than where they are now. Uh, and uh, so that that's what the commissioner is referring to there. He's back. You know, he's, I saw him as a matter of fact, today in the, in the locker room uh, briefly. 
Um, you will not hear from Deshaun Watson. He's not permitted to speak with the, the media or hold any type of availability. That's part of the, the discipline stuff. Uh, that's not a team thing or a Deshaun thing. So I want to be fair about that. But um, yeah, I mean, he is still on track to practice November 14, be fully reinstated November 28th. And the Cleveland Browns plan on putting him on the field against his former team, December 4th in Houston. And I, I would, th- I, and I've said this on the show numerous times. I have no expectation for him when he walks back out on the field. I, it'll be two years, two years since he's played. So if he looks rusty and it doesn't look right, I just think it's it's it, it is what it is. Yep. And if you have expectations for him, you need to hold them till next year. Yeah, I, I um, if I, I think I said it in training camp and people got on me, but I was like, if you're expecting Deshaun Watson to come back and he's going to be the guy to carry you to the playoffs and save your season. You're just not being fair to him or realistic about the the situation, um, and that's that's just a pure football statement. There, it's you know I'm not defending him or anything or justifying anything. It's just that's just the reality. He hasn't played in two two years, but right now, look, I mean uh, the Browns are they're two and four. Season is really hanging in the balance. They have no margin for error. They've got uh, this trip to Baltimore against the Ravens. Come home. Uh, against the Bengals, and I, I uh, here's Jacoby Brissett on trying to right the ship. It's the only way is up, so I think that's the mindset to have, and uh, and that's the, the mindset we're taking. And, and listen, we've done a lot of good stuff throughout, throughout this year, so uh, not taking away from that, but uh, it's just about this week, and and whatever we can do to find find a way for this week is is our mindset, and that's what uh, Kev has been preaching us, and that's what we're taking for. By the way, it's always a positive when the message is basically, well, can't get any worse. <laughs> okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I feel better already. Uh, I hate to say it, it can't, it can't get worse. We've been there. Yeah, he, no, no, he didn't survive once. He didn't survive one win in two seasons. So, uh, or four and three, like we did. Uh, Nick yeah. uh, Nicholas Jamal Chubb weighed in on the whole two and four thing as well. It's been hard, you know, coming to the season. Obviously, the off season working really hard and coming to not quite what we all expected. But I mean, it's still a long season. Have a long way to go. I mean, anything can happen. We can turn this thing around and starting with this game up front. So, this season's not over. We have a long way to go, but a lot of work to do. But I mean, we're still in. All, all I'm hearing is long, and I. <laughs> Just I'm that's all I'm thinking about. It's gonna be a long season, it's gonna be a long December, it's gonna be a yeah, long Yeah, but guess what? November. But Daryl, you know as well as I do, they pull off a victory. Let's, I mean, three of the four losses were less than three points. Yes, if and they win Sunday, we're having a Super Bowl parade on Monday. Yes, I'm oh, I, you know it, you know it, you know, fans are gonna be, oh, we beat the Ravens, we own the Ravens, and now we're two and oh against the AFC North. Miles Garrett's gonna dress as count. Dracula for th- for uh, the Bengals game on Monday Night Football because it'll be Halloween. And then Joe Burrow will probably come in and kick their backside and Garrett will walk into the media room wearing another costume. I, I Look, I, I just what I'm hearing coming out of that locker room, I just ain't good. Ain't good, Andy. I just I'm not optimistic. Like I I so want to be optimistic. That's the problem. 
I, I, well, I'm I think the serious. worst thing like, you can do. Yeah. People think I just want to be negative for the sake of being negative. No, like I'm dying yeah. to be optimistic about this team. Like the, the, the talent that they have on both sides of the ball, like, cause again, I've, you gotta understand, I've watched practices where they failed to complete a pass in 11 on 11. I've covered training camps where if they scored a touchdown in that particular practice on that given day, that was like my lead note in the notebook was a complete mm-hmm. breakdown of one freaking throw in practice that resulted in. So uh, be, just because the team had been so devoid of talent, it's so many key positions. So that's what has just been so mind numbing disappointing for me is that, yeah, they, they have all this talent and they're doing nothing with it to your point earlier about Nick Chubb and Joel Batonio and Miles Garrett, all these guys who are in the prime of their careers and, and that Joe Thomas analogy, right? Could never, right. I mean, Joe Thomas, Josh Cribs, Phil Dawson, all played in the wrong era. You know what I mean? They all, I mean, too bad they weren't playing in this particular era, but um, yeah, all those careers, I, I, I don't want to say we're wasted, but, I mean, from a win-loss standpoint, competitive standpoint, while they were in Cleveland, yeah, man, like a lot of wasted years for those guys. And they and they and and to our conversation earlier about having the heart and the drive and the determination, like you want to talk about the ultimate reason just to mail crap in every week or year in and year out. Joe Thomas had it. Phil Dawson had it. Josh Cribbs had it. Like you know what I mean? Like. Right. All the reason in the world. No freaking hope that the team was going to be worth a damn when they were here, really, outside of the 2007 season and going into 2008. But, yeah, I mean, year in and year out, like there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of hope that things were going to be that great deep down inside them. But they went out every damn day and they did their jobs. They did it at a high level. Uh, the stuff that they would do on the personal time to make sure that they, they were physically capable of going out there week in and week out when the easiest thing, and I'm the first to admit it, but dude, if I was in Joe Thomas's shoes, Andy, I would have taken so many week 17s off. I would have taken so many Decembers off my knee, my ankle, my Would elbow. you have taken the trade? That's my question, Daryl. A hundred percent. Get me the F out of here. Yes, I would have a hundred. I'm man enough to say that I would have, I would have, I would have walked. Who, who was the GM at that time? Was that Ray or was that, um, was that, uh, no, was no, Ray was Farmer, that I think it was, was it Ray or was it Heckert? It's a blur to me. I would have walked into the well, Heckert went there after. Yeah. I don't think Heckert was there when they made the trade. Yeah, I don't think Heckert I, was in Denver at the time. Regardless, I would have walked into the GM's yeah. office and kissed his feet. Thank you for getting me out of football hell. Thank you. I would not have done what Joe Thomas did and say, I'd like to stay. I like it here. My family likes it here. I'd like to stay. I would have been. Num nums. I have a great garden. I, I, I would have been like, you know what? Uh, so uh, when's that flight to, to Denver from Hopkins taking off? <laughs> it's a pretty no, quick I, one too. I'll just pack my bag here and take it with me and uh, they can ship my stuff to me in Denver. No, I, I just, uh, it's why I have such respect for professional athletes because I know what they go through. I've seen it. It's so difficult. Uh, I just have a different perspective. It's why I, I, 
even like the guardians, some people want to say they're disappointed in what happened with them. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, how can you be disappointed at all? That came out of nowhere. That, that, that was, that was everything that sports are about what happened with them uh, this year. Uh, hopefully the Cavs can kind of do that. Everyone's dying for the Browns uh, to do that. So uh, I don't judge the success of seasons anymore on, did you win a championship or not? Because I have witnessed firsthand between the Indians slash guardians and the Cavaliers, just how difficult it is to win a championship and what these guys go through to try and make it happen. It would just be nice though. If the Browns had that same energy that I've seen from those two other organizations and it's not forced. They're not talking about, yeah, you want to go hang out of your house? Maybe we should do that. That might be a good No, you just do it. You don't ask about it. You just do it. Well, I think about those teams in the 80s and 90s, and those teams had chemistry. They did, especially the teams in the 80s. You know, And that's why I think a lot of those guys still live in Northeast Ohio or make the pilgrimage back whenever they have an alumni event. So I, I do think that, that chemistry was super important. By the way, before we go, I do want to send a shout out Bernie Kozar. He was uh, inducted into the Cleveland Sports uh, Hall of Fame, which, by the way, um, I was a little surprised by that. Not that he got inducted, but that he wasn't already in it to begin with. So, well, I believe the rules, the rules on that change too okay. to induct him. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I'll be honest with you. I don't really. If it wasn't for Les Levine, I don't know that a lot of us would even know about the Cleveland Sports Hall of Fame. So, yeah. Uh, you know, makes me think about less. That's for sure. So, all right, Daryl, we have uh, run out of time today, although it is a podcast, so we could probably go for 24 hours, but uh, yeah. in our world and this basement that I'm sitting in again here, uh, as we play, where in the world is Andy? Uh, if anyone can actually see us or they run a little bit of it on, uh, on the, uh, on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, I'm trying to be in as many different places as I can to do this. So just having fun, Daryl, outstanding show again today. I always appreciate your reports. Uh, throughout the day, and I always love reading your stuff at 923thefan.com. Meredith Kane, you rock. Thank you, Meredith. We appreciate you. She's our producer. If you want to be a part of the show, why don't you hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at GameDayCLA. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. It's always game day. Thank you.